Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to the chain. We are your hosts, Kendall Landreth and Sarah Shower, and this is the BCC Club. And what do we do each week? Well, each week we invite you to our private thread where we discuss the weirdest parts of the internet that no one should reply all to. Mm-hmm. And this week's subject is... Nepotism babies. Yes, nepotism babies. And if you're not familiar, we're going to tell you a little bit more. Um, this week we're going to talk about nepotism babies, but first, mm-hmm. Sarah, how was your week? It was really good. I actually went to your stand-up show. Oh. It was incredible. Kendall has an incredible like stage presence. It's crazy. Oh my god, that's so sweet. Well, you know, I actually know I did a good job. Do you know why? Why? Because um, in the middle of the show, after my set, a small old woman came backstage and she squatted down next to me. This really did happen. And she said, you earned a sticker. And she gave me a little red flower sticker. Oh, wow. <laughs> she said, because you did a great job. That's really nice. So I said, great. I guess I'm going to do stand-up full time. <laughs> yes. I did amazing. She comes back and gives you, like, another sticker. <laughs> yes. I literally, I felt bad because there were three other comedians who are, like, more seasoned than I am. They're incredible comedians. They, they've done stand-up. This is, like, my first time doing stand-up in years. She didn't give them a sticker. Oh, wow. And it was a little awkward. And they were upset. They were like, where's our sticker? Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know. It reminds me of that, like, uh, green, yellow, red card system in, yes. like, kindergarten. Like, there's all the comedians, like, listed. And only you have a green card. And then she, like, puts yellow cards for the rest of the comedians. Everyone else. She's yeah. like, not good enough. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, what are you up to tonight? She was like, I see. I see every stand-up show in the city. I was <laughs> what you must be so busy and I don't think she does stand-up I think she just loves she's a groupie for everyone though yeah she just loves every single person which I think is very sweet that's actually incredible because the venue is quite small so I imagine there's a lot of other small venues that she has to like her like she can't do things because she already has like a stand-up random stand-up show to go to yes and she seemed stressed like she didn't seem like she was enjoying it like she came back and was like you did a great job you get a prize here you go I have to run to another open mic (laughs) I was like oh man She is hustling, mm-hmm. but hustling for something that will never <laughs> really benefit her. Yeah, that is true. I'm trying to think, what else did I do this week? I don't know. I've just pretty much been like working and cleaning because um, I feel like with the new year, it's just like clean out all your old shit. And I've just yes. been like packing like Goodwill clothes yes. and they're going to stay in the back of my car for like three years. 100%. Mm-hmm. We always in our house. So my girlfriend works at a, uh, yeah. they worked on like a sector that does all the food programming. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we always have like a huge pile of food on our treadmill Mm -hmm. that we're like, we need to take this to the food pantry. (laughs) And sometimes we do, but it's also this huge cycle of like, okay, we need to go through all the food pantry stuff and figure out what's expired now and then throw that away. And then we keep this stuff on the treadmill and that will go to be donated. And then we add stuff to the pile and then we have to go through it again. Yeah. And then four months down the line, we do take it to the food pantry. Um, <laughs> it's all expired. <laughs> no, we always <laughs> remove the expired. But it's just like an extra tro- chore we've created for ourselves. Yeah. Like, we haven't taken it to the food pantry, but every month we have to go through it and take out the expired stuff and throw it away. Yeah. And we got to get better about that. But it reminds me what I always do with the thrift store clothes. I never take them. Yeah. Do, how, when's the last time you use the treadmill? <laughs> I've never <laughs> used the treadmill. It's a walking treadmill desk. Yeah. 
And so my girlfriend is so good at multitasking. Like Mm -hmm. they can, they have the TV on, they're reading a book, they're doing their work, they're walking on a treadmill. I, when people like say the term, you can't chew gum and talk at the same time, I like am that person. Yeah. I cannot walk and chew gum. My brain just does, cannot do two things at once. Yeah. When I'm imagining with the food on the treadmill is kind of like when you're checking it, it's like the checkout at a grocery store. (laughs) You like turn it on like the slowest setting and it's like beep. This is good. Beep. Beep. Oh, that's Wait, no, dude, just idea. do that skit for, like, if you have food on your treadmill, you've already have this set up for, like, an entire skit right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, it's it's so bad. We got it. And it's one of those things where every time you do the task, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's the same with, like, returning clothes that I bought or returning yeah. things. Once you do it, you're like, I should do this more often. This was so easy. Yeah. I've never, never returned left. clothes in my life because I don't know how the mail system works. I don't know where to put the return sticker. And I know yeah. that's a simple Google away. But I also, like, feel bad. I know that when they get the return clothes that they're not going to be like, oh, wow. They returned it. It's <laughs> fucking, like, Walmart. They're not going to be like, oh, darn, you know? But, like, I just, like, and I also, like, everything's the wrong size. So I'm like, you know what? I'll get it hemmed. Never. I've never been to a seamstress yes. or tailor in my life. Well, I've heard that they were thinking about removing or I've heard they're thinking about adding a charge for returning, which they do at some places already, but I think generally they're starting to be like, we need to start adding a charge if you want to return. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. But then you have to make your clothes all the same size Mm -hmm. because I'm like anywhere from a size 10 in jeans to like a size 20 in jeans. Mm -hmm. And it just depends on where I'm at. And so I'm like, ordering clothes online is impossible. I have to order like 10 sizes of each thing. Yeah. So you can't charge me for returning stuff. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of thinking that I deserve things that maybe I don't deserve, mm-hmm. today our topic is nepotism babies. Nepotism babies. If you'd like to hear what that is, this is what it is. Nepotism <laughs> baby or nepo baby is a slang term for someone who succeeds due to insider connections from their family. In particular, it is often used to describe Hollywood actors and actresses with famous parents. Um, are you a nepotism baby? No. Your parents have never... No. No. My mom was a cigarette girl in Las Vegas, and my dad was a cable guy. Wait, like your mom gave out cigarettes at a casino? She did. She walked around Caesar's Palace, and she had a big thing on her hip, and she'd go, cigars, cigarettes, lighted yo-yos. Yeah. And she's so good at the yo-yo, because Uh she can do all these tricks while working, and she'd wear this beautiful dress. Mm -hmm. Um... And so I guess if I wanted to be a performer at Caesar's Palace, I would be a nepotism baby. But that's not the path that I went down. Are you a nepotism baby? No. If I were to, I tried to make this a joke one time. My (laughs) mom is a captain, well, like in the Navy and also a doctor. Um, So like there's, if I was a nepotism military brat, like (laughs) I I become like a, like an 06 because my mom is also one. And then my dad like programs some uh, weapons and I'm like, there's no way that I could, um, you know, being like he recommends me to like fuse together. I, it's like, what's that thing called? Not encrypted, where it's like you're asking the wrong. Like a secret. Gal. Like it's like a secret sort of thing. But yeah, so I yes, can't. I'm not I'm a. There's no way that I could be. Um, but no, I'm not. Can it's, you just repeat? Your mom is a. Did you say she was a surgeon and a military captain? Yes, yeah, she's a military doctor. Oh, I thought you meant two separate careers. She was oh, a no. brain surgeon and also she was a military captain. I was like, she is incredibly accomplished. I know. My parents are incredibly smart, which is crazy because they are super. They are. This is. Ever, no one gets this when I say this. They are Christian scientists, um, which means like they believe evolution is real, but that gay marriage is bad. Sure. And that doesn't make s- no. They believe that evolution is real, but also the Earth is ten thousand years old. <laughs> my mom is a doctor, and my dad works with. And so, so they're so smart. So they, but what they've done is they've just said we're not gonna really think about that. They've compartmentalized yes. their thoughts and religion, and they just keep them completely separate. Well, that's like my dad would always. He was. He grew up very religious. He grew up Southern Baptist, mm-hmm. and um, but he actually. Uh, unlike the rest of his ham- family, became he's a Democrat uh, and he was very, uh, very liberal, very pro-gay. But what he would say is that if it could be proved by science, mm-hmm. he would believe it. But if it couldn't be proved by science, he went by the Bible, which I'm like, that is such a leap. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be like, I'm full f- all in on science. But if we like haven't quite figured out something. Yeah. 
Defer to the Bible. Defer to the Bible. Written by shepherds. <laughs> yes. Dude, if, okay, but think about it this, like this way. If, imagine, I mean, farmers nowadays, incredibly smart at what they do, but imagine if they wrote a book about like how to live your life and the laws, like the holy laws. And you're like, this came from a farmer in Iowa? <laughs> would you subscribe to that? Do you know? Okay, but. Well, we, that's we, kind of what QAnon is. So yeah. uh, in a way, I think people would subscribe to it. Mm. Um, but then back to nepotism children, because this is a, <laughs> Christianity is a whole thing to unpack. But it's better to imagine nepo babies on a spectrum. At the top yes. are the classic nepotism babies, inheritors of famous names and famous features like Dakota Johnson, Maya Hawk, and Jack Quaid. And then the next tier down are people who got a leg up from family connections, even if they were not famous per se. And I would consider um, the Kylie Jenner to be on this level. So, like, which one? Kylie, the only one. Uh, on the, the level, oh, the second level. Oh, wait, second I was level. like, which Kylie Jenner? Oh shit! <laughs> wait, no, the second level because she is uh, her sister is famous, and she. I don't know if you've seen that interview where she's like, "I built Kylie Cosmetics by myself." I was like, "Yes, you did, did not? not." Like <laughs> the connections in the money is like pretty much like. Oh but it's God. so hard because then what is the difference between like a nepotism baby and someone who just like has a lot of money? Because I think even with like acting, yeah, like I went to school for acting and there were some people who were not nepotism babies. Their parents were not actors, had nothing to do with it, but they had so much income yeah. that they could buy anything they want. They always had the most updated reel. They basically could buy an agent because they yeah. could just like do those showcases. Um, they always had, you know, they didn't have to work a job so they could do... So they had so many legs up that I would almost put them in that second category of nepotism baby. Yeah. Because they just had so many opportunities. But their parents weren't. So I guess they were not a nepotism baby, but it feels similar. I would say they might be because, like, the we. I mean, they're all in the 1% then. And, like, the 1%, like it suggests, is a very small, like, club. So, like, even if your dad's, like, a fucking, like, he owns MIT, the school. Like, yeah. and if you go to school with an actor's daughter, that is, you're still getting connections from the fact that, like, you know this person. So yes. it's not inherently nepotism, baby, but you do have the connections to build your empire a lot easier than other yes. people. And so the second tier also includes figures like Lena Dunham, whose artist parents supplied the necessary cultural capital, so like what you were saying, um, as well as industry babies like Billie Eilish. Her um, parents are both famous, and then she's a daughter of the voice actress and Kristen Stewart, whose mother was a script supervisor on the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. <laughs> that one... Oh my gosh, you know, Does like. Doesn't feel like a stretch to you a little bit? It reminds me of uh, Karen, oh, not Karen, uh, Gretchen from Mean Girls, where she's like, my father is the owner of Toaster Strudel. Like, can you imagine Kristen Stewart being like, do you know who my mother is? She's the script supervisor for the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. And you're like, is that supposed to mean something to me? I honestly forgot the movie Viva Rock Vegas exists. Yeah. Um, and I think I want to watch it do soon. It. But that hardly, it almost feels like. That's not a real movie. Yeah. You're, that wasn't a real script supervising <laughs> position. And it also is very funny that the credits end there, at least on our yeah. wonderful notes that um, Mia gave us. There's no other movies. Yeah. So she did Viva Rock Vegas and was like, I'm done. I'm tapping out. Yeah. I also just imagine, like, I imagine Kristen Stewart's mother is equally as stoic as her daughter. So, like, imagine her being the script supervisor, supervisor and being like, I'm so sorry. There's some inconsistencies in the Flintstone script. <laughs> And you're like, what? Does, like, Bonnie Rubble, like, accidentally say something weird? Yes. Yeah. Incredible. But do you want to talk about the origin and why we're talking about Nepo Babies? Yes, I do. All right. Just give me three business days to find where we are at. Mm -hmm. Second page. I'm hoping some comments on the podcast are, like, on episode five being like, Kendall's doing so good with her reading. Have yeah. you guys noticed she's getting way better? It's like a fan edit or, or like, you know what? Um, <laughs> of me improving to, like, really emotional music. Wait, like the like those weight loss videos? Like, this is me at the beginning of 2022 in the end. And so, but it's just a cut of you reading in the first episode. And then the 10th episode, it's, like, more smooth. Yeah. And all the comments are like, tell me why I'm crying at 7 yeah. a.m. I'm like, oh. I love seeing my brain type represented on TikTok. <laughs> I'm oh, so sad. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard 
just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I still cannot find where we're We are at. on the second page at the top, which says... Why? Now counting to... Um, Origin? I always feel embarrassed because I feel like people will be like, I hate when women act like they're dumb. Yeah. And I'm like, I swear to God, I'm not trying to do that. I'm very smart. Yeah. I literally can't read. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Origins of Nepo, baby, of Nepo babies and why we're talking about nepotism babies now. Um, there are a few reasons why the concept criticisms of Nepo babies rose in 2022. It all started with Mod Apto. Um Back in May, when a Twitter user at the handle Mary Miriam Miriam is tired, is tired yeah. <laughs> noticed that Maude Apatow's star of HBO's Euphoria was the daughter of actress Leslie Mann and producer-director Judd Apatow. I think it's important to say that um, in the tweet they said, I just found out the actress that plays Lexi is a nepotism baby. Her mom is Leslie Mann and her dad is a movie director. Instead <laughs> 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 <Yes>. of <laughs> saying... Instead of saying Judd Apatow, incredible. Um, Maude is in the same industry as her successful parents, shares her father's last name, and has acted in their projects for years, so it's not as though she never intended her um, parentage to be... Is that how you say it? Parentage? I'm not sure. Parentage to be a secret. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so the term came to prominence because of jokes parroting a Twitter user who expressed their, yeah, surprise about Maude Apatow. Um, and so the tweet started spreading in late February of 2022. I feel like people were talking about it a little bit more, but I feel like at the end of 2022, and especially this year, people are talking about how nepotism babies have a huge leg up in the industry because it seems like a lot of times the people who are cast are related to someone who is already famous and they're like this is not fair like you may not be like a good actor so why are you why do you get this role and not someone else yeah and then I think what where we might discuss what we will discuss this later is like um all the nepotism babies, well, a lot of them are not, like, self-aware. They're like, I had to audition like everyone else. and But it's like, <laughs> you auditioned in your living room. like With the casting director who's your dad. Yeah, the 2,000 other people had to drive out to fucking Culver City mm-hmm. and, like, stand in a line for five hours. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's very tough when people do not have that awareness. That's like I always talk when you have, like, a rich friend who, like, will not admit that they are yeah. rich. And it is so frustrating because I'm like, if you were just like, I'm rich, I don't pay my rent, my parents do, I would be like, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they're always like, you know, I'm still using my savings from that job I used to work twice a week, three years ago. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're not. Just be honest about it. I think like the telltale sign of someone who is raised rich but doesn't want to admit it is when they, you ask them if they're rich and you're like, we're comfortable, you know, like they say like they're comfortable. Cause I mean, like think about it like the inverse. If you ask someone poor, were you raised poor? They wouldn't be like, we were uncomfortable. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And we were, (laughs) we were very uncomfortable. It is so true. Mm -hmm. I think especially like, um, I've had friends who would be like, we're going on a cruise, me and my family. And I'm like, that's so fun. Like I'm not, I've never been on a cruise, but I'm like, that's so fun. And then they'll be like, well, we didn't, like, pay for it. Like, it's because my mom has, like, a credit card. They just, like, give her a free cruise. Yeah. And I'm like, so that's not how a credit card works. Yeah. What happened is your mom paid 
a lot of money for that credit card. Yeah. And then spent enough money that now, I mean, I've never had a credit card like that. She gets to go on a free cruise. I don't know. But I'm like, that's not a free cruise. Yeah. It's even like, I, I hate stand-up sets where they like make fun of like, people from LA because people outside of LA don't know what like I hate the types of jokes where they like make fun of influencers like, I feel like it's a very cheap shot yeah. but something I did notice I have a friend who's really nice um, but she is from LA and like from like the 1% and even the stuff that she complains about is not something that people can relate to so like she's like don't you just hate how much people wear off-white and like all the g-wagons everywhere we get it and i'm like you're trying to act like oh my god it's just rich people being rich people the fact that you even know those two things to be something annoying yeah. like you know enough people where they wear enough off-white designer and then they have a really expensive car shows that you are also of of that that yes. group yes. yes that is very Funny. And all of these people, I think a huge section of nepotism babies are like that, where they just cannot. Mm -hmm. And I think that's not even just actors. I know people who like have a really high up job at a company and they're like, no, I worked hard. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yes, but you actually don't have the ability to know how hard other people work. Like, everything is just from your perspective. Like, I don't think you didn't do anything. And then your dad was like, here's a job as the CEO of this company. Mm -hmm. But the work you did would have never gotten you where you are. Yeah. If your dad was not the CEO of this company. Which makes sense, but mm -hmm. I'm like, you just, but they have nothing to compare it to because they're like, well, I've worked really hard. Yeah. And it's hard to be like, but not hard enough. You've worked hard for you, but yes. you have not worked hard. Yes. So there, what inspired this whole episode, because I saw this, I think, I think everyone on TikTok saw this. Um, so there was this New York Magazine Vulture article. So on December 19th of last year, Vulture published a cover article by Nate Jones describing the rise of the Nepo baby term in 2022 and profiling some entertainment industry figures. The article began with a description of the viral uh, tweet and its reception, profiling the author and their life story, and then sourcing from interviews with casting directors and others. The article described an entrenched culture in Hollywood where family connections lead to career success, and the piece was a by another piece featuring a series of charts and it showed all of the okay so like it'll show an actor and then it'll like have like a chart that shows their parents and then who their parents are or like who they know or who they went to school with and you can see the full spread and the thing is I this is going to be controversial I don't mind nepotism children as long as you are good at what you do yes I agree and you own up to the fact that you had a leg up yes like you like nepotism baby is yeah, it's like a insult, but also you can own it. It's like millennial. When someone's trying to call me cringe, they're like, you're a millennial. I am a millennial, and yeah. I can be cringe. Yeah. So like, if and you, you just... are. You are cringe. <laughs> yes. You're very cringy. But I take ownership, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I, I am a millennial. But um, Yeah, well, and I think, because it's like, what do we expect them to do? They're uh -huh. born into it. We can't just be like, well, they should just sit in their room in silence the rest of their life and not do anything they want to do. Yeah. Like, if you're someone famous as kid and you really love acting I can't say you should never be able to do that that's not fair but I think there's people who have gone above and beyond what being a nepotism baby would ever have allowed them to do like I know you love Miley Cyrus yeah and I love Miley Cyrus too um and what her dad gave her never would have equated to what she's now done and yeah and created um but she's never I've never heard her talk about how hard she's worked or how hard it was for her and I think there's pros and cons because I think she did have a very traumatizing childhood having to, because she was a nepotism baby, got a job like that so early on in her life. Mm -hmm. And that brings on its own challenges. But she also does so much good in the world yeah, and tries to give back and do all of those types of things. And I think that is not very problematic. Mm -hmm. um, and she's good at what she does. To be honest, if someone's naturally talented and is very good, I let a lot slide. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's what this industry is you yeah. are good at that I think when it really bugs me is like on certain and I won't say names TV shows yes maybe even a sketch show where some a couple of the writers are like <laughs> I know who you're talking about <laughs> Ooh, yeah not even but you know it happens of course everywhere nepotism babies get writing jobs and it affects the quality of the show yeah it affects the quality because they and I honestly, in a way, feel bad for them. I think they've been thrown into something that they're, like, not ready yeah. to do. Um, if I was writing for a show at 18, I would have been terrible. Yeah. Um, and I want to be clear. I actually do not have a specific person in mind that I'm talking about. I have about. two. I have I two have in two. mind. 
No, I understand that. And also, I want to say I do understand nepotism babies. Okay. If your mom is a singer and you also become a singer, that also makes sense yes. to me in my head. If your dad is like um, a famous basketball star and then the daughter becomes a singer, mother does not have does not have any singing background, that's where I get weird. I'm like, it would make sense if you were in the direct industry that your parent or yes. your relative was in because that makes sense that you would both excel in that way. Yes. Like Kendall Jenner is built like an athlete. And so, but... <laughs> And you know her, She's you know so Caitlin. Athletic. Yeah, but Caitlin was an Olympian, so it would yes. make sense that the Jenners are a little bit athletic. So when you cross industries, is where I get like a li- as iffy as well. But like with Miley Cyrus, yes. she became a lot bigger than her dad, arguably, yeah. and also Miley works exceptionally hard and it has an incredibly yes. unique voice. Like, and you can tell from her work ethic that she's not resting on her laurels at all. No. Yeah. No. Yes, and I think there's some things that you can naturally be good at, and there are some things that you cannot naturally be good at. Like, you cannot naturally be born being a great brain surgeon. I don't know why I keep bringing up brain surgeons this episode. Yeah. <laughs> in my head. You have very steady hands. Yes, really. And maybe you could have something like that, but you would still have to, even if you were a nepotism baby and your parents were um, brain surgeons, and because of that, you kind of got a leg up. Maybe you got into a school that you really wanted to get to because you were your parents were alumni. You still would have to go through all that school yeah. and in the end be good at it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I think you can naturally be good at acting. And this is coming from someone I, I went to acting school mm-hmm. and I if I did a dramatic monologue, you guys would be like, she's not good at acting. Yeah. Which is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's kids who are in high school who will do a dramatic monologue. They've had no training. And I'm like, that's better than anything I've ever done. That's incredible. They're naturally talented. But when you get into writing, I think it's hard because I think in my opinion, you can be good at, if you have no training and you write a movie, you could have one, if you're super talented, you could write one incredible script. Mm -hmm. But I think, like on SNL, if you have to write a sketch every single week, you have to have training to do that. You cannot, like I think for me, what's helped me so much with like TikTok is that like the only way that my training has come into play is that I can like keep making content because I have like, on days that I don't have an incredible idea, I can still kind of come up with something and piece it together. Mm-hmm. So I think writing and brain surgery, very similar. Mm-hmm. You have to have training for it, yeah. in my opinion. I don't know. What do you think? No, I, I agree with that. Like, to be consistently funny, you have to be smart. Like, so um, this is something I, like, always say. We're, like, um, to be, like, you can be accidentally funny when something weird happens to you and then you tell the story and that's like a one-off thing. If you fall, that's a one-off thing. But if you're consistently creating content, you have to be smart to like come up with new concepts and make it work each time. Yeah. So yeah, it is very much like a muscle. Like, yeah, because I don't think individually, like if I'm walking around Target doing a mom character and pointing at candy bars and being like, should I get my daughter a candy bar? Like none of my comedy training is involved in that. Yeah. For the most part, but the ability to like keep making videos, Mm -hmm. that is where it kind of comes into, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And so I think, yeah, with nepotism babies, that's where it's going to be really difficult. So I think with acting, I could see someone having no training and just being like really good at it. Yeah. And they just, and to me, I'm like, well, if you're really good at it and you audition, it's not really my business what your training is if you're really good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, But some things I don't think are like that. That's true. And we do have some famous examples of nepotism babies so we can roast mm. them and talk about them. <laughs> um, so um, I was so nervous for this because I have a shockingly bad knowledge of celebrities. Like if you name a very famous celebrity, I feel like most of the time I'm like, who's that? Yeah, I need a face. There are examples of unsuccessful nepotism babies, which I think is really funny because the thing is, is if you have all the connections in the world and access to money like and you're bad, that is where I'm like, you actually must suck. Like, you actually, like, the, if you have, okay, so we're going to talk about. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting so, yes. over, I'm so, getting so mad. You I, suck. I literally wet myself. <laughs> okay, so the first one is Brooklyn Beckham. He's the son of David Beckham, who is an athlete, and Victoria Beckham, who is a musician. And he had a short-lived and somewhat unsuccessful stint in soccer, modeling, photography, and cooking. You guys need to. Wait, st- how old is he? I don't know. He's 23. Okay, wait. That is so many career paths to do. What you guys need to do is stop driving right now. Pull over on the side of the highway and look up Brooklyn Beckham's photography book. It is so 
monumentally bad. And the captions that he added, he was like, I'm a profound thinker. You know, I have to look it up because I, I didn't actually look up the photo of it. Wait, there's um, there's a link in the doc. Oh. Yes. <laughs> but you can look it up and it's called What I See. This is what the article says. Try and if at first you don't succeed, remember you're still a celebrity's child. So try, try again. Honestly, you're not going to lose money. Um, no one exemplifies this maxim better than Brooklyn Beckham. At 23, Beckham has already cycled through aborted attempts to follow in his parents' footsteps in the world of football and modeling. He next tried to become a professional photographer, releasing a coffee table book full of out-of-focus pictures of elephants. Then he was a chef, a career he embarked upon despite possessing a level of culinary talent most commonly seen in, Buzz seen in BuzzFeed videos. Yeah, because... the. Ooh. This is, okay, so this is where, this is what this reminds me of. You know when you're the prettiest girl in a small town mm -hmm. and everyone in the small town is like, you should be a model? That's like what I imagine Brooklyn Beckham in, since he's like the 1% is like, he takes a decent photo and, you know, fucking, what's his parents' name again? You know, so David and Victoria are like, Brooklyn, I saw you use a camera the other day. Can you, you should become a photographer. And look, your mom's a model, so you should yeah. photograph for Vogue. And it's like, no, you shouldn't. And because they've never had the experience of like making something they're really proud of and no one seeing it. Yeah. Like they're like, if I make something incredible, it should be seen. Yeah. When it's like, I'm sure you and I have both made things where like, this is so good. And people are like, yeah, we actually do not care. Yeah. <laughs> we actually don't care at all. Mm -hmm. um, and that, I feel like it, would be so sad to be a nepotism baby. Because mm -hmm. I think of everything that like makes me a confident person is like things over time that I've uh, not just achieved like on paper, but achieved personally that I've like gotten better at or I've worked for. And I think nepotism babies do not have that for the most part. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what a life that must be. Yeah, it's like the same thing as getting like advice from someone who's really hot. Like it's like they tell you about, like they give you like dating tips and you're like, the thing is, is you have such a monumental leg up like um when someone really hot like is like um you know i just kind of like ran up to them and like boo a in the club and i was like imagine someone unattractive going boo <laughs> they would be like, like ah! yeah <laughs> like you're hot that's why that's allowed um yes. yeah it's un we don't need advice from these people mm -hmm. um that also is so sad i also am so fascinated about it did it say he was trying to become a professional soccer player yeah was he previously playing soccer it feels like he just was like i gotta pick something else oh, i'll try soccer and yeah. he's like can i be a professional and they're like well have you ever played soccer before he's like absolutely not but have you seen my dad yeah speaking of famous dads our next unsuccessful nepo baby is my personal obsession chet hanks it's crazy how tom hanks is beloved but chet is just um, he's the son of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. They're both actors. He starred in Shameless Empire and Your Honor. Um, he's found himself in various controversies over the years. Um, so during high school, I really want to read this list. During high Please. school, Hanks' parents sent Hanks to a wilderness therapy program for troubled teens. That's actually fucked up. This, I actually got into a long conversation with my girlfriend about this exact thing last night because yeah. I was like, I, I did not know that they did that. And I was like, that's bad, right? And they... They were like, well, I do think back then we did not have as much education now as we do about it. Um, and I think maybe there are different types. Because to me, I think wilderness therapy camp, and I'm like, ooh, bad, abusive and yeah. not good. And uh, usually kids who, like, are not bad for the most part, like, maybe they have ADHD and their parents are like, send them out to the forest. And yeah. if they break their ankle, make them keep walking. Yeah. But maybe there are better ones because I found that very alarming. I don't think so. I think um, it was just bad. Yeah. <laughs> he also described himself as the black sheep of the family, which I can see. Um, in 2015, he wanted he was wanted by British police for damaging a <gasps> hotel room, incurring eighteen hundred dollars in damages. And he entered rehab for cocaine addiction that year. Um, a judge in Fort Bend County, Texas, granted Hank's former girlfriend, Kiana Parker, a temporary protective order against him. Oh, so, yeah, he's a for verbal and physical abuse. Yeah, so... It makes you wonder. What, shitheads. It, it's so... This is why I will not have children. Yeah. It is so scary to... You just do not know. And I have six siblings. Each one of us is so completely different. Mm -hmm. It would You would never guess that we were raised by the same people. Yeah. Um, and 
I think that is very scary. Or <laughs> you really yeah. have no control. You could read every book. You could do every single thing right. Also, maybe Tom Hanks didn't do that, and he was like a bad d- dad. Who knows? Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, your kid is just going to be bad, or they could be the worst person in the world. That you're like, how did I raise this? And it's just like, well, yeah. You have to still. That's still your kid. Yeah. And I'm tr- certainly not interested in that. That's what. I'm <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, also on March 26, 2021, Hanks posted a video on Instagram declaring a white boy summer. He's like a white rapper, but like not good, which is, I mean, what's that thing of where, crap, what is that thing of where like, you you know what, I can't, I can't even come up with Sound the word. Sound it out. That word Bleed where. through it. It's redundant. You know, a bad white rapper. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So on August 10th, 2021, he posted a video on Instagram initially urging viewers to get vaccinated for COVID-19. He then revealed it was a joke and denied being vaccinated himself, claiming, you ain't sticking me with that motherfucking needle. It's the motherfucking flu. Get over it, okay? He received backlash for the comments on social media. Yeah, dude. That is wild. Also, because I'm like, I understand if you're well, I don't understand it, but if you're like anti-vax and you're following all these anti-vax, I'm sure comedy about being anti-vax comes out. But just saying make sure to get vaccinated for COVID-19 is not a joke. Yeah. It's like, where's the punchline? Yeah. You just are informing people <laughs> to get vaccinated. That's so weird. Yes. We also have Olivia Jade. Um, Olivia Jade. Who's the daughter of oh. Lori Laughlin, the actress on Full House. Did you watch uh, Fuller House? Yes, I watched Full House and I watched the first season of Fuller House and I think in my brain was like and then it was canceled and yeah. then I found out it went on for like five more seasons or oh, something crap. crazy yeah and someone else who's a fashion designer there she's became an influencer YouTube who caught on in 2019 from the college admissions scandal so basically her mom bribed USC like saying that she was on the rowing team when she wasn't on the rowing team at all which got her into USC and, and then- she paid like five like half a million dollars yeah. to do this. Yeah, and then Jade goes on her YouTube and she's like, I don't really care about school at all. I just want to party. You just took the spot from someone else who, like, you know, deserved to get in USC and you don't even, like, appreciate it. Did she know when she posted that video? That she was an idiot? That she was stupid? <laughs> yeah. Did she know that her mom did that when she posted that video? I think so. I think, um, I mean, there's wow. a whole ring of moms. But, like, it's uh, you lack self-awareness, you know? When you're raised in a bubble and you you lack self-awareness. Do you feel bad for Olivia Jade? No. Okay, me neither. Yeah. But we do have cool nepotism babies. If you'd like yes, to talk about them. Do. What's up, everyone? It's Tana Mojo, and we're still canceled. Our podcast, Canceled with Tana Mojo, is back, and my favorite clean girl, Brooke Schofield, is by my side. We've grown up ever so slightly since our last episodes, and we're so excited to dive back into what's going on in our personal lives, gossip about pop culture, talk about lessons we continue to learn, and bridges we continue to burn. It's going to be wild, hilarious, and probably a little bit messy. So pause whatever show you're listening to right now and go follow Canceled with Tana Mojo on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. So you don't miss out on your weekly dose of chaos as we laugh at each other, laugh at our own lives, and maybe even give you a little advice along the way. Woohoo! Hey guys, it's Cheyenne Davis. You may know me from MTV's Teen Mom OG or Think Loud Crew podcast. I'm here with my dad, Papa Floyd, to tell you about our new podcast, Unfiltered Kitchen. The kitchen is the hub of the household for many of us. The one-stop shop for conversations both big and small. Cheyenne and I have been having open conversations about all aspects of life in our kitchen since well before she was able to see over the counter. And now we're inviting you into our own kitchen as a part of the family. Unfiltered Kitchen is a two-way street. I share my advice on cocktails, cooking, parenting, and the lessons I've learned. And I inform my dad what it's like to raise kids today, how generational barriers affect us, and the joys of being a daughter. Well, your daughter. Get ready for a whole lot of unfiltered advice. You can take it or leave it, but you're never going to leave this table feeling hungry for more. Listen to Unfiltered Kitchen wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey everyone, I'm Devin Werkheiser. I'm Lindsay Shaw. And I'm Daniel Curtis Lee. And we are the hosts of Ned's Ned's Declassified, Declassified Podcast Survival Guide. Guide. Ever wonder what happened to Ned Mose and Cookie? Well, we're back. We helped you guys survive middle school. And now we're helping you survive adulthood. On Ned's Declassified Podcast Survival Guide, we are re-watching episodes. Bringing you special guests like Coconut Head and Janitor Gordy. And catching up on the last 15 years. We're talking about everything from dating mishaps. To mental health and maintaining friendships. And asking the question, how? How do we survive adulthood? Maybe we don't always have the answers, but we're going to figure it out together. Come join us. So pause that podcast you're listening to and subscribe to Ned's Declassified Podcast Survival Guide on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Cool nepotism babies. Uh-huh. One of my favorites. So I've always said I would want to play my mom if I ever had a biopic, which I, I will never say, have a biopic. I thought you were saying if I ever had a mom. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes. If my mom was like, you have to pick another mom, yeah. I would pick Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. Um, daughter of Bruce Dern and Diane Ladd. I actually did not know that. I did not know she was a nepotism baby. Through her industry connections via her parents, likely helped she gained enough success to be viewed on her own terms. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start in movies, TV shows, including Blue Velvet, Jurassic Park, Star Wars, um, Little Women, Marriage Story, Big Little Lies. Not listed here, Fault in Our Stars. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. The best yeah. part of that movie. I would say that, like, again, like we were talking about, Laura put in the work. You know, like, she is a good actor. So, like, and I think she owns up to the fact that her parents are yeah. famous. Which is why we support her. We still love her. And yeah. that's all you have to do. Literally. And used her power for good in so many ways. I think similar to like when Dakota Johnson, Dakota Johnson's the one who went on Ellen and was like, I invited you to my birthday party. Yeah. It's like she was really, maybe she would have done it no matter what, but I think she was more confident doing that because she's like, what are you going to do? Like I, you can't like ruin me. Yeah. I, I'm very, I'm in a very successful family. I feel like with Laura Dern, she took that power and she was like, I'm going to be on Ellen and mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, do things. Right. She was on. Yeah. She was the one who was mm-hmm. dated Ellen on Ellen. OK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was on Ellen and or no, she played Gail. Yeah. Um, and did those things and used her power for good, which I think is always very mm-hmm. nice. So there is also Miley Cyrus, which we briefly touched on, but her father, Billy Ray Cyrus, made Achy Breaky Heart. This is what I think is funny. So Mia, our research assistant, we prompted her to look up good nepotism babies, and she included Prince Harry, which I would argue... Being a prince is it's like it's tech. It's just like a royal family. You know what I mean? I did think that was very funny because it's like he needed connect. He was yeah. like, I worked so hard to get where I am today. I mean, it's, it's so funny. I also he only got his princehood from being <laughs> the son of a king and a queen. I guess there's truth though that like now he like has he's like. Is he so? Is he unofficially? He's not in the royal family anymore. He is. No. But he's left. Right. Yeah. He is. So left. I guess I would say his Netflix special and things wouldn't exist if he wasn't a prince. Yeah. But like, that's not. Yeah, that's very funny. Mm-hmm. I think what I one comment about Miley Cyrus is that when I was growing up, Hannah Montana was like the show. Yeah. And I thought growing up that Billy Ray Cyrus was, like, the most famous person of my parents' generation. I was like, oh, Billy Ray Cyrus is, like, everyone's everything. He's so famous. And I think I, like, recently learned that, like, he wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. He had, like, a very successful album in the 90s. And I don't want to, like undermine like what he's accomplished but he's not if he's listening because we don't want him to think we don't respect him sorry billy we do also have some nepo baby uh reactions and so the biggest nepotism baby who is dangerous to talk about (gasps) mr ben platt why Um, is it dangerous people are like ride or die for ben platt yes um very much uh so ben platt criticized for uh he he was um cast in dear evan hansen but his father is like one of the biggest producers of all time. Um, La La Land, The Trial of the Chicago 7, The Girl on the Train, Drive, Babylon, Dear Evan Hansen, Cruella, Aladdin, Rent Live, Mary Poppins Returns, A Very Wicked Halloween, which is Wicked, Hotel Artemis, um, The Girl, okay, um, <laughs> Ricky and the Flash, Six Dance Lessons in Six Weeks, Mockingbird, uh, Winner's Tale, Honey, uh, two Guns, Taking the Stage, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, Nine, The Other Woman, Legally Blondes. Um, wait, there's more. Wicked, Legally Blonde 2, Legally Blonde. So, Ben Platt, whenever... 
I'm gonna Ben Platt is a very good singer and a very good actor. You could argue he has had two legs up, <laughs> and that's all I will say about this. I I think singing is so hard because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, singing is the great that he can sing. It's like me with driving a truck. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a great job. Yeah, <laughs> this is really hard. But I think especially having lived in New York and L.A., I have met thousands of people who are incredible singers. I went to a party a couple weeks ago, and they did karaoke, which I'm like, I'm never doing karaoke in L.A. because everyone who comes is literally, like, should be. I'm like, how are you not winning Tonys? Like, you're so amazing. And they're just like, oh, I, like, work at a restaurant. I'm like, that's crazy. You're so talented. And so I've started to just be like, being a good singer is not enough because yeah. there are so many good singers mm-hmm. that you have to. I, that is not to me. I'm like, okay, Ben Platt, you can sing. What else can you do? Can you juggle? Yeah. Can you do impressions? Can mm-hmm. you like, what else can you do? I think he probably can because I think he went to like a performing arts school. So he probably has like, you know, like the special skills on your actor resume. Yeah. He probably has like a, a holistical. Well, because he didn't have to take a job or he didn't have to have a job probably in yeah. college. So he was like, I'm taking a so we can learn acrobatic arch- class. An archery. Yes, yeah. an archery. There's also a Lily Rose Depp, who is gorgeous, by the way, but daughter of Johnny Depp and uh, another person. Yeah. I'm forgetting her name, but um, she said the Internet cares a lot more about who your family is than the people who are casting you in things. Maybe you get your foot in the door, but you still have your foot in the door. There's a lot of work that comes after that. So she's criticized because she's a model and she's like five, three or five, four. And there are short models. And but she's walking these high end runways after not doing like, I don't want to say like the local scene, like, you know, yes, like Tampa Fashion Week. Yeah. But she's so it's just like, ah, they're sure you do a, a leg up is actually incredible. Like it's very substantial, actually. Well, I think I've experienced like I feel like my change, my opinions changed on nepotism babies more when I went viral online Mm -hmm. because I do think going on like going viral online is currently like really the only way that succeeding in this industry is accessible to everyone Mm -hmm. I feel like now I think things have become so like you have to have money you have to have connections and if you go viral online that's like not up to anyone that's just like uh, you or I both were able to do that um but there's sometimes that I'm given things that I'm like wow I when I was not on the internet, had to work so hard, and I wouldn't, I still wouldn't get it. Like, when I was in New York, I would send out hundreds of, like, snail mail headshots and resumes and all of that, and then I, like, had a viral video, and I feel like I had managers being like, do you want, would you like to chat? Yeah. I'm like, this is crazy, which is not the same as being a nepotism baby, but it almost feels similar where I'm like, no, getting your foot in the door is already the thing. Like, that is the hard part of it. Yeah. And then, because once you have your foot in the door, your work is allowed to be, Mm -hmm. like, you get, um, if you work hard, you get rewarded for that. Yeah. And I think they don't understand that, like, most people work so hard and do not get ever rewarded for it. Yeah. No, I know that. Like, um, it's actually kind of crazy. So I talk about this a lot. Like, people in traditional media also do not like people in social media. So you did say, like, it's a way for, like, going viral is the only way that you can become famous. But, like, it's almost like if you, if having, like, social media is, like, uh, is, like bad for, like, a lot of people yeah. in traditional media. I, I went to this, like, Instagram event, and but it's crazy how, like, people, it, okay, so this girl, I went to this Instagram event, love Instagram, but they <laughs> invited me, and they had someone working, and I guess she transferred over from another company, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, so what is, you know, can you tell me the gist of this event? And she's like, I'm sorry, I just don't know anything about Instagram. Like, I'm not into this whole, like, social media thing. Like, I don't know any of these influencers, and I was like... If you don't like social media, that is totally fair. But you are at what? an influencer. Why event. was she there? I don't know, but she was like, she was, she does that, she does that like Hollywood thing of where like people who say they're from social media, like that's, I don't even know what that is. You know, that's what people in traditional media do. But I was like, imagine if you hired like an intern to work at like the Met for like a fashion show, and they and you went up to them like <laughs> asking who this designer is, and yeah. they're like, I'm so sorry, I just I'm not into this whole fashion thing. You'd be like, <laughs> Why are you here? Yes, but she somehow fa- and they. They would feel in that scenario they would be like I'm so stupid I feel so embarrassed yeah but somehow at influencer events they're like because I'm better than you yeah I'm like you're on my turf yeah I mean, we're at Malibu Sifu what is it called yeah. Malibu Sushi we're, we're at Malibu no Sushi food. yeah no, no Sushi Malibu but it's like <laughs> and it's totally fine to like not like influencers but why would you work the event and then like be like so, so unabashedly weird. like I don't know anything here and I'm that makes me better but eventually they'll regret it because I've seen coming from like 
the improv and sketch world, in 2020, when TikTok was first starting, when I got on TikTok, they were just roasting TikTok. Oh, it's so yeah. embarrassing for these comedians trying to do TikTok humor. And the most just like joyous thing is when I see one of those people now in 2022 like post a comedy TikTok. Yeah. And people who are like, they're incredible and real. Like I've seen them do live comedy and they're incredible, but them doing a TikTok, it feels like they've never, they like do not know how to do yeah. it. And it gets like no views. And I'm just like, I, because you can only deny it for so long. Yeah. Where it's like, it's all, it is all becoming connected, mm -hmm. and that is just how it is going to be. Yeah, like to undermine the power of social media would be a mistake on your part, especially like musicians, because like when like if you Doja Cat's like fucking Pink album blew up everywhere on TikTok because Ooh. of TikTok. Yeah. So like it's uh, it's cringe, but it's also a necessary tool. Yes. We do 100%. have a couple more like uh, quotes from nepotism babies like uh, Maya Hawk, who I personally love. I loved her in Stranger Things. Remind me who I never. This is crazy. She's I've never seen things. Stranger Things. You've never. So this is going to be hard. You should yes. just. Um, Ethan I'll Hawk's just bow my head for this. Yeah. <laughs> Close your eyes to pray. <laughs> But um, she said, being from a famous family uh, definitely gives you a massive advantages in life. And while you will get chances for free, the chances will not be infinite. And that is true, I guess, you know, but again, you still have a leg up. It's just like we, it's so nuanced, of course. But I think even me, who came from a family where like neither of my parents were in the, in, in the industry, I feel like I'm always recognizing my privilege in some way. Or I'm yeah. like, well, when I graduated high school, my parents let me move to New York City and like, even though they couldn't afford it, like paid for me to get to New York City and figured it out, put it on a credit card, what are they able to do? There's a lot of people who are probably equally, if not more talented than I am, who were not able to do that. So it's like at every, I think nepotism babies get so defensive, but it's like every single person has something that gave them a tiny leg up. Yeah. And some people do not. And then, the, but I think, mm -hmm. of course, but for the most part, everyone has something that it's like, well, I was an only child. So my parents were able to give me any any resource they had to do this and some people had you know some people already lived in LA some people things like yeah. that and so it's just like how are you not recognizing why are you so scared to recognize that you have any privilege and I think it's because uh, there is a very scary realization of like what what have I ever done to be proud of yeah <laughs> which would be hard mm -hmm. but I think they do have things to be proud of they just don't they didn't uh, get there the way that most people do and some of them don't have things to be proud of, like the elephant. Yeah. The elephant boy is what I'm calling him. I don't remember his name. Chet. 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 Yeah. We just got word that there is actually a nepotism baby in the building. So we uh, went and asked if they would like to be interviewed for this episode. And they said yes. So that's going to be amazing. So I'm going to ask them a couple questions. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go move my car in the parking lot. Okay, everyone, I have to say I am fangirling a little bit. Right now, we have an incredibly amazing guest. We have Jennifer Love Hewitt II mm -hmm. No us. relation to Jennifer Love Hewitt I. None at all? <laughs> no, it's a coincidence. <laughs> Why did your parents decide to name you that? I don't know. They're just crazy. Oh, my God. Wow. I know. I know. That is amazing. So today's topic we talked about on the podcast before you got here was nepotism babies. Okay. Okay. Do you think that you, first let me ask, please. Sorry. Jennifer, <laughs> silence I'm yourself. Oh, I'm man. getting Botox in my labia later <sighs> so it stops getting wet when I don't want it to. <laughs> oh my God, but it, it can if you want it to? Yeah. Wow. What do your parents do? Tell me. So my dad is the CEO of Goodwill and my mom invented poaching. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about those two things? Well, I love recycling and thrifting. Sure. Never done it, but I've heard good things. Okay. And poaching is really hard and kind of stressful because it's just, there's, guns are such a, they're so fiddly, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what do you do? I, well, I'm an actress. I'm also an artist. Um, I also like to skateboard in my mind um but i'm really good at it up there so you've never actually skateboarded um not physically but very much mentally and spiritually how do you get in the zone to do that um i put on some really fluffy slippers okay. and of course a tattered shirt that i got from goodwill mm. and some jeans uh from my mom's travels <gasps> to africa 
And I just kind of like walk around and close my eyes. That is amazing. So would you... You would consider yourself a pretty successful actor. Yes, I was in We Bought a Zoo and uh, Venom, the new movie, out five years ago. Sure. Mm-hmm. I was also in The Dark Knight. I was The Dark Knight. Uh, <laughs> yes. Were you? Mm-hmm. I was actually Batman's stunt double. Wow. Mm-hmm. We have the same build and body type, very broad shoulders. I thought that when you came in. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah, it's very jarring. Do you think that you would be where you are today without your parents? Yes, because I'm incredibly good at taking a punch and falling off buildings. So I was the natural choice for being Batman's stunt double. And I mean, when I acted in We Bought a Zoo, I'm very familiar with large animals running slowly. So I was, you know, it was a shoe in I, it was, you know, a match made in heaven. But you didn't do any poaching on the set? No, no, no. But mom sure was tempted. Oh, was she? <laughs> you know, they, she would they not let her on set? <laughs> yeah, she brought a butterfly knife and she ran at the elephants. And I said, oh, mom, I'm working. <laughs> But you're so you're so professional. You said you can't do that here. I know. Wait until like we wrap. And that's so much a part of succeeding in this industry mm-hmm. is being professional. Yes, which it clearly is. you've learned. Uh-huh. And so then with the, being a stunt double, you found that you might just be the only one who is fine feeling any amount of physical pain. Mm-hmm. It's because I've never felt anything else in my entire life because I guess I haven't struggled. So like when I get hit and I fall, it's when I feel and experience sympathy and empathy for the first time. Wow. Yeah. That is. That must make you a real hot commodity in the mm-hmm. business. It is, it is. I'm actually a very profound thinker. I um, have <laughs> You're read... doing it right now. Look at yes, you. Yes, I am. I'm You're actually deep so in thought. Mm-hmm. I'm actually skateboarding right now in my mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. And tell me, so the moment you, as a child, said, I'm going to be an actor. Yes. What was the first step you took? I went up to my father and I said, Daddy, can you buy Walt Disney World mm. and land? And he said, sure, honey. And that's how I got my role as Hannah Montana on Han- originally. Mm. And then I was beat out by Miley Cyrus because there's this whole, within the nepotism, baby, there's actually mm. a hierarchy. So she won it and I- She was ahead? Yeah, yeah. She beat you up? Mm-hmm. She beat me up and that's when I got into stunt doubling. Wow. Were you Hannah Montana's stunt double? Uh-huh. They yes. didn't probably use you too much. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, they didn't. Well, I'm really sorry you had to go through that. It's okay. I found my passion. Being wow. struck in the face. So when people say you haven't struggled, you probably are like... I have physically struggled. You've physically struggled a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you, what projects, because I have to know, I'm so excited. What projects do you have coming up? Um, so we have uh, Sincerely Evan Hansen coming up. <laughs> It's the part two to Dear Evan Hansen, where we tie up some loose ends. Yeah. And it does star my bestie from elementary school, oh. Ben Platt. He will be 46 as a senior in high school. <laughs> and I will be the guidance counselor who sells meth to all the kids. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you guys must connect a lot. I don't we like- do. We do. We are sure. both gay and we both like Ben Platt's father. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And... If you had, because you're very inspiring yes. to me, to many others, mm-hmm. if you had to give advice to someone who said, I want to be an actor, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them if they're just starting out? I would say be born into the correct family. Right. And if you uh, change your last name to Baldwin or Musk or uh, Obama. So did you change, be honest, because I know you already told me. Jennifer Love here at the second, yes. Did you rename yourself that? Um... Yes, because yeah. everyone needs a stage name. <laughs> you just took someone else's. Yes. And yeah. I well, I mean not someone else's, I'm the second. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. True. I mean they don't get mad at all the popes for saying, you know, I'm John the third. It's like there was already a John the Second, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Has she reached out to you? Um she has not. Um, but then again, I don't really check my texts from people over okay. thirty. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, no. I know. Wow. Well, you're an inspiration to me, and I just appreciate you coming on so much. You, um, I I mean, clearly you work very hard Mm -hmm. at getting punched. Yeah, yeah. I actually. that is special. mm -hmm, I was taking a break from, I was filming Jackass 12, (laughs) Revenge of Steve-O, and yeah, so um, I had a break. We were actually shooting down the street. Yeah. Um, Also, West Coast Customs is down the street, and I'm actually a friend of exhibits. I was on the original Pimp My Ride. I was a (laughs) mechanic. (laughs) Yeah. And I'd like to, I installed some uh, hot tubs in the back of some, you know, Chevy Suburbans. Oh, my. 
my goodness. Mm-hmm. You have had quite a life. I'm a Jill of all trades. You are. You're, <laughs> yes. a, very, you're a renaissance man. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming thank on you our for, show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, it's amazing. We, we talked all about nepotism babies, and you have just really opened my eyes to the reality of it all. So uh-huh. thank you. All right. Well, um, are you related to anyone famous, perchance? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I am. Who? My cousin. This is real. Uh, was the host of the original Wipeout. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> so. I was on a American Ninja Warrior as one of the obstacles one time. <laughs> <laughs> you had to get through an entire conversation with me and then scale <laughs> a thirty foot wall. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yes. Yeah. And people. People must have not succeeded. I know. Not a single person got through for the first time in American Ninja War history. I stopped many a weightlifter in mm-hmm. their tracks. Yes. They mm-hmm. said, we cannot. They just jumped right into the water. Yeah, they just gave up. <laughs> but that's actually where I found my first boyfriend, Mark Anthony. Oh, my God. You didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. And has he helped you at all in any? Yes. He used his twins as a flotation device to get me out of the water one time when someone knocked me in. I think I meant, did he help you um, in your career? But that oh, works, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he you um, get out of a really scary situation. Yes. Um, he taught me how to sing and how to get in contact with J-Lo. And, you know, one thing led to the other, and I played at the Super Bowl actually a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. You played the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I was um, right after Beyonce. I think I remember seeing that. Mm-hmm. I was a little confused, I have to be honest. Yeah, they always put, like, the opener first, well, obviously. So Beyonce was my opener. <laughs> and, you know, she kind of, like, overshadowed my performance. But I think How did she feel? Did you talk to her? Did she feel upset that you... I felt, yeah, kind of swindled, you know, like I was, she had fireworks and I just had um, my mother shooting guns off in the background. And so it was just like. But you had some cool stuff. You entered by falling off a hundred foot ledge Mm -hmm. and I actually smack on the floor and still stood up and sang. mm -hmm. The key to absorbing an impact like that is being completely drunk. Mm hmm. It's much like people who get sucked into a tornado. All the drunks survive when they're thrown to the ground. So I was incredibly drunk during my halftime performance, and some people say it was the best of the last decade. Well, it was definitely the most viral. Mm -hmm. That's what I'll say. Yeah. I had to have complete body surgery because all of my bones shifted to the back. Your back does look very... Dense. Very front. Yes. 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 <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. This has just been a delight, and um, we hope to have you back. I would love to come back. I, <laughs> I'm looking for jobs, especially <laughs> in places that have cameras and people around. Sure. So keep me in the back of your mind. I will. You'll be right at the front of my mind. All right. Well, thank you. Of course. You'll be at the back of my front. Oh, oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> yes. With all your bones. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you for having me. And um, thank you guys for joining us for this interview. Well, that's it for this episode of the BCC Club, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the chain. Kendall, do you have any final thoughts on Nepo Babies? I wish I was a nepotism baby. I wish we were nepotism twins. I wish we were nepotism identical twins. Yes. Um, But this has been this episode. Make sure to like and subscribe on the YouTube and rate us five stars on Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, any place you get your podcasts, honestly. Any place. Yes. We're so excited. Mm -hmm. Yay, episode two. And join us next week. We're going to talk about something else. (laughs) Get ready. Get excited. Bye, guys. Bye. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.